Hey guys, it's Who Wants Bananas here with our first guest ever in the entire existence of the podcast ever. Well, uh, yeah, I don't I think that's true at all. No, okay. it's not. But Greg from Nostalgiapedias, then stick hi, around. Nostalgiapedias. Right, Nostalgiapedia. What, what are we talking about today on Who Wants Bananas? Movies in the Oscars, mostly the Oscars. Hot diggity Jesus, let's roll. Isn't that right, Greg? Thanks for being here. <laughs> Bananas. I could go for a banana. Could you? No. C- can you just go without a banana? No. Can you get the fuck out? <laughs> Not if I don't get a fucking banana. I'm having my banana popped right now. This is my first banana. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you okay with any of those words? Banana, banana experience. I was trying to combine banana and experience together. It did not work. Well, uh, for the people, and before you opened your <laughs> stupid fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, for everyone who do- isn't familiar with the uh, the luscious voice. This is Greg from the Nostalgiapedia podcast. Hi, Greg. Hello. It's really <laughs> unfortunate that people have to see me now. Yeah, it's it's you know, real bad. It's, it's their loss, really. Yeah, it, it's a problem. Well, I have a face for podcasting. You mm, no, because people have to be in the same room <laughs> as you still. So that's still a problem. He's he's got a point, Greg. But hey, Greg, give us a quick spiel about the Nostalgiapedia podcast. Like I don't know everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> So the Nostalgiapedia podcast is a podcast. We are, the plan is season by season to go from decade to decade. So this first season we are focusing on the 90s. We are releasing the first episode on Valentine's Day. And for those of you that are sitting at home alone wondering what to do, you can listen to the voices of me and Tyler. Or better it is idea. luscious too. So not, not necessarily a better idea, but if you're not home alone, you're with your loved one, you can clap cheeks to, to our voices <laughs> Just really pound some man meat to it and... Uh... Ensure that no <laughs> child will ever be produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, as you're listening to it, you will be impotent. But just in case the you are doing time. it... Hey, dude, you're doing a great job. Nice strokes. She looks like she likes it. <laughs> well, we got. We should probably save this for like the actual episode that comes out that day. <laughs> Not a weird random one at the beginning of the month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So anyway, in, in, <clears throat> in, in light of that, we, we decided to bring you on for... The movie episode, as you have an extensive background in theater. Congratulations on the the sound design award on the uh, the recent theater stuff. We'll put in some applause. Thank you. Do you do you even know what it's what it's called? Fade. Fuck you. No, the awards. Oh fuck no. <laughs> Besides, the, I have no idea. Very Fade, good. No, Fade, Fade is the name Fade of the was play. Your play, goddamn. Was it was the name. <laughs> the one play. that you wrote. Yes. See, I, I remember done. the important thing. The New Hampshire Nicely Theater done. Awards. Yes. Thank you. Thank right. you. We had uh, we had seven nominations and two top threes and one win. And I was drunk. Proud yeah. of you. That's that yeah. Sounds like an improvement. That's what you do at award shows. I and feel on like. Xanax. Yep. Oh, sure was. Right, well, well, that last bit. I that was no. That shit. was basically my entire acceptance speech. I got up on the stage and I said, in front of a thousand people, I just want to thank Xanax for allowing me to get up on stage. I had a great cast. And see you later. <laughs> and then I and then I left. I hope I, that's well, legit. You're, no, legit. There, <laughs> sure. there is video. And and after in the at the after party, people kept coming up to me, like people who I respect in the theater community, people who have run theaters and have been winning lifetime achievement awards. Hey, it's the Xanax guy. Great speech. Great speech. And I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, thanks. God damn it. Thanks. Okay. Right. Award. Yeah, well, now, uh, now I have some um, some recognition, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And Xanax, um, apparently. And Xanax. So now you're on Who Wants Bananas, so your career is really taking a tumble. I am. <laughs> it's I just am, nothing but downhill no, I'm, from here. I'm moving on up. I'm on a really mm-hmm. creaky elevator moving up, but I'm this moving up. <laughs> that's fair. We are. <laughs> that is accurate. Here in Whoop Studios. Whoop Studios. Whoop Studios is the creaky elevator to the rest of your career. You don't know how it's going to go, but hot damn, are you on it? (laughs) 
So, speaking of movies. Yes. I know you're you're pretty jazzed, pretty pumped about the the Oscars that you informed me are on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm glad you knew that. Yeah, I, I was I was so in the know. Uh, who? Uh, so Ryan. So yes. Before we go too much further with this part, uh, we need everyone to know if they don't already. Greg is going to be our Sherpa through most of this. He knows far more about it. I'm the guy who's been on a few safaris, not a whole lot. Um, first time over here, Ryan. There's not even an analogy needed. Ryan just Ryan in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. That's that's it. He's I'm just, just happy to be here. You and know? even then, it's a stretch. We're happy you're here. Well, well, I have a fun game to play with Ryan as we go through the Oscar oh, ballot. So, boy, oh boy. All right. Okay. So, who, let's uh, let's just break down the Oscars. Yeah, I've, I I I love the Oscars. I've watched the Oscars since I was a kid. Used to do parties all the time in college. Uh, back in my first semester when I didn't want to be in college, all I did was watch movies, so I have an incredibly unnecessary extensive love for movies. So uh, this year's Oscar ballot is a little weak, I think. Mm. I have a lot of problems with it, Yeah, as I'm sure you do too. That's Yeah, right, Ryan? Yep. Uh-huh. So, biggest, so in case you don't know, <clears throat> when the Oscars started in 1928, they had 10 nominees for Best Picture. That's what I was going to say. And they mm-hmm. narrowed it down eventually to how many? <laughs> Five. Yes, five. Nah. Okay. And about <laughs> ten years ago, they decided to jack it back up to ten. But the problem was they didn't do the same with Best Director. And I think Best Picture and Best Director generally go hand in hand. And so makes, this year... That would make sense. There were five yeah. Best Directors and nine, I believe, Best Pictures. And so a lot that of... doesn't... Well, unless they directed, like, two movies that each won. Ugh. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of best picture. I don't know how that makes sense. So there it doesn't. The best director this year ended up being really old, really white, and really male, with the exception of Bong Joon Ho. Bless you. Yes, thank you. Um, and there were a lot of really deserving, you know, women, especially um, Greta, Ger- Greta Gerwig with Little Women. And so, just in in the years past, we've always had this, you know, Oscars too white thing. And it's if you look at it this year, very much so. Still, still the case. So um, I believe out of the the lead actress, four of the five are white. Out of the supporting actor, all five are white. Supporting actress, all five are white. Lead actor, all but one are white, and the other one's Hispanic. Um, and so, anyways, so that's that's my problem. Anyway, Ryan, I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go over my best picture. I'm gonna give you three titles of movies. One of them is actually <laughs> not a best picture nominee, but I want you to try to Christ. figure out which one is not the best picture you know, nominee. I, I for the first couple, I want to see where I stand with. I'll this, be totally honest. You're not looking really at the list. Are you looking at the list? Names. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, so well, he's already got he's already it. Got it. I, 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 I was scrolling through the entire list, not really taking in any of the information. So we'll we'll see. If, if right. I'm just getting them all right, then so I won't bother. Best right. picture: Parasite, Jojo Rabbit. Wonderkind. For this year? Yep. Which one is not a Best Picture nominee? Oh, Best Picture. I wasn't even looking at that one. (laughs) Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Wonderkind. That one. Wonderkind? Yeah. That's correct. It is not. (sighs) All right. So Best Picture is uh, nine movies. The first is Ford Ford versus Ferrari, which was the Matt Damon, Christian Bale. I thought that was like a freaking advertising campaign for a while. Technically, Arguably, technically the entire is, movie but... was, yeah. It was it was pretty. A lot of these movies are really pretty with technology nowadays and people in the right hands. A lot of these movies look really good and are technically really well executed. But Ford versus Ferrari just didn't do it for me. That always I so to be clear, I haven't seen it and I didn't see it because the whole movie just looked like 
An just, advertising campaign. Right, just jerk off Oscar bait was Pretty all much. it was. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, it's all it looked like. Yeah. Like, well, that was the same way with uh, Jojo Rabbit, with Scarlett Johansson being in Jojo Rabbit. Her character isn't in it a lot, but it was just enough to get her a supporting actress nomination. I believe that was sort of the main reason behind having her in there. Now, in that was, so Taika Waititi did that. Yep. Was he the star as well? He, no, the kid was the star. Taika well, Waititi okay. played his imaginary friend, Hitler. Okay, so that's, that's kind of what I was getting at. So Taika Waititi He's in it, in and out. He's in it, in and out. Um, but he basically plays this kid's inner admiration for Hitler. But as the movie goes along, the imaginary friend starts to turn against him as the kid becomes friends with a Jew that's hiding in his house. So, oh my whoa. <laughs> so is this an original screenplay? <clears throat> yes. Or is it? So did Taika write this, or who wrote it? Uh, Taika, sorry, it's an adapted screenplay. Taika adapted the screenplay, I believe, from a novel. Um, but he wrote it okay. and directed it. So I like how Taika Waititi plays a, a New Zealand Hitler. Does he does he does he do the German accent? Does the German he, accent? Really, he, 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 do he does it really good. Well. He does yeah? it very well. So so a slightly a slightly brown Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean the whole brown. the whole cast is spectacular. It has um um so it has Scarjo, the kids in it are amazing. It has why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Don't he look played Zephod Beelbrox in um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You go ahead and keep uh just keep <laughs> rambling. We're gonna keep talking, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna figure out who it was, what character did he play? Because I wonder if you're talking about Sam Rockwell. I am. There it is. <laughs> See, that's how we do this. We just keep on talking. Rebel Wilson is yeah. Fraulein Ram. Yep. Excellent. What? So Jojo so I think I nailed that. <laughs> Jojo as a satire is amazing. It was my favorite movie of the year. It was number one favorite movie of the year. Um, but as a satire, it's, it's excellent because you, you kind of look at the parallels between then and now uh, with the way that Nazi propaganda went around, with the way that news cycles nowadays with you know blind loyalty to one party or the other and that kind of thing. And from this perspective, it's from a kid's perspective. So you're seeing what this effect is having on our kids, the fact that this kid at the start of the movie is, is worshipping the Nazi party and excited to be a Hitler youth, and his imaginary friend is based on the Fuhrer, who he's never met, but that's who his imaginary friend's based off of. And to sort of see him become disillusioned as the play, uh, the play as the movie goes along, um, was really well done. The Irishman... Um, okay, I guess I want to stop you for a second. You've added the most insight to this podcast that's ever existed. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I thank I can, you for I that. can just go. Now we've noticed. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> you are outclassing us by miles. Um, you've heard tell four- your passion about the movies. I, I can't go over, I, I won't go over every, I'll just go over the best pictures. We simply do not have the time. You don't have the time. <laughs> we will be um, here okay. four days. I will give you one sentence on The Irishman. No. Uh, moving on. There's <laughs> one sentence on the Irish word. Hi, g- 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 it's, Martin, <laughs> it's Martin Scorsese at his finest. Martin Scorsese is exhausting to me. Everything that he does is spectacular but exhausting. His movies drain me. The, you know, the Departed was spectacular, drained me. This is three hours and 36 minutes released on Netflix, but I went and saw it stupidly in the theaters when it was around for a limited release. And three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. That's a long time to be of, sitting in a movie. Of theater. looking at De Niro and Pesci and and Pacino. Did you and, get lost in their wrinkles? <laughs> oh gosh. No, I got lost in their attempts at de aging them. Oh no! Did they really? Well, yeah, because it takes place over a thirty or forty or year period. Yeah, in real Jeez. time, it sounds like. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, you go from De Niro as a like a thirty year old to De Niro as a sixty five year old, and they try to you know age him as it goes See, along why do i feel like that would do great as like oh i don't know a show 
Could I mean, good. it would do better with better technology because I, I've seen other movies where the de-aging process has been utilized much better. So, um, so anyways, no. Uh, Joker, no. Right. No, I've, I've seen, I've given Joker multiple times to, to, to hit me and no. It, it, I just, no. I what, just, so how was, so what is the... What is your least favorite part about Joker? Because a lot of people loved that movie. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd say from an acting standpoint, it's one of the finest pieces of acting I've seen. Um, but for for a movie that celebrates, you know, white maleness as you know something that is you know uh, oppressive or a big problem or something to be I you know isolated and a problem of our time is being growing up in a in a as a as a white male. And, you know, by the end, you've got all these other white males sort of there rah rahing and yes, let's rally. And it's like, okay, you know, eh, it doesn't really land. Um, this is the Joker origin story nobody wanted to see. Well, th- there's a mental illness component that's really that's really nice, you know, that 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 really that doesn't sound nice. When well, you say it like nice that. in terms of <laughs> in terms of executed. Well, it's executed well, um, looking at how he grows up and what he's what he turns into as a result of it. But at the same time, like it became a movie of just of white male angst. And it's just like, as a white male, my angst mostly has to do with, you know, is my prescription going to be filled on time? And, you know, do I want to take out or make mac and cheese again? And like, <laughs> past <laughs> that, like, so I, don't, I don't identify with it. Now, is, so from, from what I know of it, again, I've seen, I, I talk shit to Ryan, but I've seen almost none of these particular movies. I haven't this, seen any of them. Um, on this, on these lists. I've seen a, maybe one or two. Um, but so when I hear the Joker, I'm thinking, hell yeah, Batman. This is barely a Batman story from what I know. Is Batman even in it at all? No. I didn't think so. His father is. Oh. oh right. So it's, is it, so it's that like, so there is. Yeah. Thomas Wayne is in the movie. Hmm, all right. yeah, so could, I, I don't know if they've said anything, but could this usher in a new Era of the Joker? Well, a new era of the Batman franchise. There are rumors that Joker 2 might exist or might happen and include Batman. Well, because Robert Pattinson is going to be the new Batman. But are they going to do it, if it's a Joker movie, is it going to be in the perspective of the Joker the entire time? Because yeah, so, so the, the rumor is that, is that the, it will be from the Joker's perspective and that sort of Batman will be ancillary. So in, the, in sort of this flipped universe, Batman becomes the antagonist. That would be I, interesting. I'd like to see, especially, do you think Joaquin Phoenix could play a good Batman villain? I understand he's he's already playing. Well, at this point, it's Batman who's the villain. As playing a Batman villain kind of as the, the as Joker? A, yeah, well, I mean, he's already played the Joker, but he didn't play the Joker as a Batman villain. You mean like Heath Ledger? Right. right. So, so with... So I guess the best way to put it in in this perspective, because you're right. So technically, he wouldn't be the villain in this particular movie. I mean, he still has to have the villain motivation. But I guess the the safe way to put it is: Do you think Joaquin Phoenix could play the Joker alongside a Batman character in a movie? In the right universe, yeah. Well, it's gonna be a whole new, whole new thing. So I don't know. Bale. I don't know if you're ever gonna see the Joker universe connected to the Batman. The Pattinson universe, but then again, that's just a, a hypothetical because I have no idea what the Pattinson universe is going to look like. Do you? I mean, do you, they're putting Colin fucking Farrell as the Penguin, so I mean, I don't. To be fair, I Colin Farrell's had a hell of a comeback lately. He's been crushing it with Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, that was actually really good. Crushing it. 
whatever that movie is with the Irish folks. Irishman? We in just Bru- covered that. He said no. In Bruges, it wasn't... Uh, Which wasn't was Irishman. like 15 years ago. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin Farrell years? That's close enough. Who's Colin you Farrell? Don't get into this. <laughs> oh um, I'm going to look at a picture of him. You guys you, keep going. You know who he is. In Bruges was 2008, you. so it was 12 years ago. That was, was pretty fucking close. Anyways, so Joker... The yeah, lobster? I mean, Joker... Joker what? <laughs> Joker by far is is sort of the it's the movie of 2019. It is the one that stands out. Oh, hey. It had so much hype, um, and it's very divisive. Anywho, Little Women, uh, great, great movie. Um, for it, it's been I believe remade twice in the last two years. It was a phen- phenomenal version. They redid the text. Um, costumes were spectacular. Acting was spectacular. Marriage, uh, sorry, Little Women, 1917, which I'll get to. And the Irishman, Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit. The problem with with movies, especially this year, is that they're stuck in the past. Not many. I think only one, two of these movies actually takes place in the present. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes place in the past. Hollywood is not using the opportunity for movies nowadays to actually make a statement about something going on today. And there's so much going on today that so many of these best picture nominees take place in the past. They're all about retelling stories and not telling modern stories. I feel like they're still, every time they start writing something that's going on today, other shit happens. They go, motherfucker, goddamn it, it's no longer relevant. Like, or, let's, or let's make an old movie that has allusions to today. Well, this movie parallels what could go on today. It's like, well, no, just make a fucking movie about what's going on today. Like, you get to do that. Yeah. You're allowed to. It's called like, Creative there's Liberty. A, there's a movie called Transformers. Like, right. <laughs> you can definitely do that. People are going to be okay with it. You can wing it. You're going to love this next one, no, uh, uh, um, Marriage Story, because it was written and directed by Noah Baumbach. <laughs> <laughs> I, so uh, I know who Noah Baumbach is because I, don't, I assume you remember the question, Greg. So we were one point away from winning trivia, and you answered the question, you sat down, yelled, Fuck! <laughs> Made eye contact with me and just yelled, Noah Bombach! <laughs> and I did not know what you were fucking talking about. I was about. so mad because as soon as I went over, ugh. And, and Noah Bombach is actually married to Greta Gerwig, who should have been nominated for Best Director. Um, Noah totally. Ba- Noah Baumbach's marriage story <laughs> is, he's a spectacular writer. He, di- he did a movie a while ago, with, uh, Jeff Daniels, I believe, called The Squid and the Whale. Um and Sounds delicious. It, it's <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. <clears throat> I've heard. I've heard Adam Driver was incredible. Incredible, and he should win the Oscar. He's not going to, unfortunately. Um, but uh, it's it's an incredible, simple story that's beautifully acted. Won't win. Nineteen seventeen. Saw this again for the second time the other day. I actually did really want to see that. One. It's roughly just under two hours, so it's not super long. Solid. It's yeah. One shot. Holy shit! Really. And. So you can tell. Wait, so they, there's no cuts or anything. There's one cut. There's one cut an hour in. Uh, that's really? It. Yeah. Um, Jesus. It's, it's cleverly edited so that I believe there are. I believe in an interview, Sam Mendes said there were three cuts in the two Even hours. That is really impressive. I like how that's. Just, we did three cuts. But from the cut. opening shot, when they're by a tree and they they they're walking through the trenches, they get their orders. They come out of the trenches. They start crossing the field. Spoilers. Um, and. Spoiler, the whole movie is them fucking crossing a field. It's I mean, like makes, Lord of the Rings. Makes sense. They're just <laughs> walking right. the entire time. But there's no giant eagles that could have taken them there. We don't know it that is... fucking spoiler warning. <laughs> Sam Mendes, it, it's his best movie ever, and this is a man who has done 
you know, um, uh, his first one was uh, American Beauty. Mm-hmm, sure he was. Way back. Um, he's also done um, a lot of musical. He's a big, he's a big Skyfall. theater guy. Skyfall, the James oh, Bond one, I Revolutionary really like Road. Red to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Right, Spectre, uh, Jarhead. Kite runner. Ooh. I mean, the guy is spectacular, and this is his best. I mean, it's it's the best technically shot and created crafted movie of the year. I I think so. You say it's his best movie. I yeah. beg to differ. What? I don't know if you recall. Oh God! In 2013. Yep. This man. Let me let me make sure I give him the proper credit on this. So he. Let's see. What did he? How, where was he officially listed on this? So. Well, now I'm just very confused as to why this was listed under IMDb. <laughs> what was he? He was a he was a producer. Okay, um, he was a producer in 2013. Please stop. Of <laughs> Shrek the Musical. Oh, oh no. yeah, he's a no. big theater guy. He's a big. He put his money behind Shrek the Musical, and it was great. Did you fucking diss Shrek the Musical around me. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. How? I never saw it. Anyway, I'm moving on because I'm upset. <laughs> So nineteen. <laughs> so heated over Shrek. The well, musical. it's just funny to see all these like really big name things, and then Shrek the Musical. <laughs> just the- when I see nineteen seventeen, I see a film that should win Best Picture. It is your stereotypical, uh, your your typical Hollywood war movie. Hollywood loves a fucking good war movie, and it's a when great they're done well, they're freaking movie. awesome. And it's a war that's not talked about or or represented enough in World War One, and it's one that I really enjoy studying as a history teacher. It's just, it's spectacular. However, I feel like it's the easy choice. It's the, you look at this list and you go, this is the choice. That's it. That's the, that's the one. And while it should win, it won't win. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino. I mean. It's going to win. Tarantino, it's not his best. It's, it's definitely his most, it's his deepest movie since like Jackie Brown. Um, Just the scope of it, the way that it's written, um, original screenplay, all the star power behind it. It's a spectacular It's a spectacular Tarantino movie. And again, people will love it or hate it because people love or hate Tarantino. It's just one of those True. things. I, I have a feeling that it might win because, you know, Tarantino's do one and he's got one movie left and the Academy might just say, here's your bone. Take it. Kind of like, <laughs> like, like, like they did with Spike Lee. Um, not Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee a couple years ago or last year when he won screenplay or screenplay or director. For Black Klansman. Anyway. I and I feel like the same way of Leo DiCaprio winning it for Revenant. Um, the Revenant. Yeah. Great movie. His role was garbage. Terrible. He was excellent in it, but it wasn't his best role. No. I mean he, he's been nominated in the past for better people, roles. People wanted him to win an, an Oscar. And that's the thing so where I feel bad. like right. I feel like Tarantino's doing Oscar. He got robbed when Pulp Fiction didn't win Best Picture and Forrest Gump beat it. Um and think about it what you were. Pulp Fiction should have won. Uh, Forrest Gump was, at least, was great. At least I can see. Well, now, at least I've both seen yeah. one of those, and the, it's not Pulp Fiction. Just throwing that the out problem there. <laughs> with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that it just ended up being made at a year where there's so many other good contenders, and it's not going to win. And it, I think it should. You know, like my, my heart says Jojo Rabbit. My head says 1917. It should go to Tarantino, but it's going to go to Parasite. And that's that's just what it is. Um, Parasite. What was Parasite about? I don't even remember. Parasite. You one fucking guess. <laughs> Parasite. Parasite is a South Korean film. It's the first, I believe, the first Korean film nominated for Best Picture. One of the few. 
foreign language films to be nominated. The last one being Roma, I believe, last year, the Netflix one. From from what I know, um, like there have been a lot or a, a pretty solid amount of like either suspense or horror movies that came out of South Korea that have been real goddamn good. Well, this one is, and the reason why I like this one so much and I think it will win is because it's set today. It's, it makes a comment and a commentary on modern day. It won the Palm d'Or at Cannes as the best, or Cannes. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Cons we are not fancy. Our whole <laughs> logo is a banana. All right, I'm going to do Southern. I'm going to say Cannes. Well, Cannes Film well, Festival well, out there in France. Well, now you're offending it. the people who understand us. Oh, so. <laughs> so it won the Palm d'Or. And usually you can look at awards shows leading up to the Oscars as indicative of who will win. You can look at the SAG Awards. You can look at the Golden Globes. You can look at all of that. That's what I was telling Ryan about. I buy sagging globes. The, pro- the problem is. <laughs> he was. It was awkward. The, the SAG Award doesn't have a best picture. They have a best ensemble. That went to Parasite. Uh, I believe the Golden Globe went to maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, maybe. Um, The Hollywood Foreign Press Association won. um, 1917 won Best Picture for the Golden Globes. Okay. Does that surprise you? So over, yeah, no, good to know. So over the last, over the last six weeks, 1917, Hollywood, Parasite and Jojo Rabbit have been winning the sort of prestigious all-cast Best Picture awards, so it's kind of up in the air. the The reason why I think it'll go to Parasite is one, it's never been, it's never gone to a a, a Korean film, um, and I think that, and I don't know if it's gone to a foreign film before. I don't know. I don't remember if Roma won Best Picture last year. It might have, but it's not gone to a Korean film. Two, it's got it's a commentary and it's beautifully, beautifully shot. Essentially, it's just it's about this brother and sister who live in Korea. They're really poor. They're searching. You know, it opens with them searching for free Wi-Fi in their house. Ultimately, they get in with this really, really rich family and they're they run a con. They basically pretend to be other people to stay there and get paid and get money. And it's sort of a commentary on society of these of what the poor have to do to get by, as well as how the rich take advantage of the poor. It's really dark and suspenseful and thrilling and it's really touching but it's very relevant which is why I think they'll probably give it to it Parasite although I think you know I mean that sounds like a hell of a movie to be honest I'm saying it is you sold it pretty goddamn well I get him have to do a lot of reading um Greg why don't you judge the Oscars he does. He is actually. We've we've been talking about. It. That's what he's been doing the whole time. Right? That's Where fair. Have you been? But not officially. Well, it's close enough. This is going to be on the internet moments before the Oscars. <laughs> oh, sorry. True. It was the first South Korean movie to be nominated for Best Picture and Best International Film. <clears throat> so, um, Bong Joon Ho wrote and directed it. He previously directed um, Snowpiercer. Did you ever see Snowpiercer? Yes. yes. So that's him. I loved Snowpiercer. Yeah, so that's Ryan. him. So, so Captain America was in that. Chris uh, Evans, okay. Yes. Uh, Chris Evans was in it. Um, now, for those who don't know, they, they right before we started recording, I had to give Greg a heads up that if you need Ryan to understand an actor, link him to the most, like link him to the Marvel <laughs> Universe somehow, and Ryan will know. Guaranteed um, to know. Snowpiercer is great, personally. We talked about TV last week. It, this didn't come up because there's a lot of fucking TV. A lot Snow, of it. Snowpiercer is going to have a TV show. Yep. There the you an, go. The anime TV show. Um, it, it, Snowpiercer is 
great fucking movie. So he did that. Yes, he did. Was there was there a Korean version or was it just the the American version? It was. That had the no. That's the original version. Was it just the one version? Yeah, cool. just the one version. That one had the um, one of he, the greatest. So he wrote and directed it. Sh- really? Yeah. Shit. That's um, impressive. So Snowpiercer is, I believe, the highest grossing film in South Korean history, if I do, if I remember correctly. Because um, Captain America's the star. The other one he did was called. That's a pretty big selling um, point for me. The host. I feel like I've heard of the host. So it was it was it was like fifteen years ago. Uh, so, but then he did, then he did Parasite. So, um, so anyways, that's, that's the best picture in a nutshell. I, I think it, I want it to be Jojo. My head says 1917. I hope it's Tarantino, but it's going to be Parasite. So. Which doesn't sound like a bad thing for it to be Parasite. I if mean, it's it Ford v. Like Ferrari, I will end myself in my living room. That's all I'm saying is that that's out of fine. all of them, if it's Ford versus Ferrari or the Irishman, I will end myself in the living room. Scorsese already got his with The Departed and that's the end. He of doesn't it. need another one. I I feel like the Irishman didn't like everyone was really excited about it, was really hyped up it was really well was it supposed to be a comedy Irishman yeah no oh. no it's a drama it's about um um a detective and and Jimmy Hoffa oh and that's it, yeah. right that's right that's right okay so f- real quickly I'll go over the other ones on who I want to win and who I think should win usually they're the, sometimes they're the same lead actor it's gonna be Joaquin Phoenix for Joker it should be Adam Driver for Marriage Story I've heard. Only amazing things about Adam Driver's role. He to be fair, funny story. Said, I've seen his penis. Oh, did I ever tell you the story? Nope. No. Let's, okay. let's air this all out. <laughs> so in 2008, I think uh, we go down. A group of us go down to New York to go see Angels in America. It's a really famous play for those of you that don't know. Okay. Um, and it's it's a it's called the Gay Fantasia. It's about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, and we're going down there to see Zachary Quinto. They really missed an opportunity to call it Fangasia. Yep, they did. <laughs> so we we go down to go see cuz uh, Zachary Quinto is supposed to be one of the leads. Nice. Who actually gets nude on stage? Oh, cuz a guy and a girl get nude on stage. Neat. And so Zachary Quinto, who you may know as um is it Skyler from um Heroes? We may know him or Nosferatu. Possible. Um, yep. Spock in Star Trek. Oh, okay, the new wasn't, ones. Wasn't yeah. he the bear Jew? Nope. What? <laughs> Different guy. Yep. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so we go bear down Jew? and Zachary Quinto is his night off, and we see this guy on stage. We're like, wow, he has a really deep voice. Come to find out, years later, my friend Justin dug up the program. It was Adam Driver who got naked on stage. How was, was it impressive? I don't remember. That's disappointing. Then no. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. You'd 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 remember uh, a deep bellowing dong like Kylo Ren's. <laughs> now, how I've is... seen Kylo Ren's dong. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. I've seen his lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> was it double ended and had the little it was not his spurty <laughs> bit Schwartz, if you will. Yep. So, anyways, hey, anyways, ah. that's it on that. Uh, supporting actor. Um, it, Kylo Ren's dick. <laughs> it's, it's going to be Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It should be Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, oh. Shout out to Tom oh, Hanks right. for there being Mr. Rogers. But for I, being a, America's dad playing America's, America's grandpa. granddad. It's yep. gr- I can't. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Brad Pitt, I think, deserves it. He was excellent. I, I, I've hated Brad Pitt for so many years because I think he's two-dimensional and all of his characters are the same. Uh, outside of a couple, every single one. Outside of a couple, like his, like Fight Club, and uh, uh, Fight Club was just was because spect- it's Fight Club, it's spectacular. But we won't talk about it because we can't. 
Um, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he, I, I, I believe he won the Golden Globe for 12 Monkeys back in the 90s, but I don't think he won the Oscar. So I think it's it's his time. He's due. Um, best Has support. he not won an Oscar? I don't believe he's ever been. God, he's, he's been never won. For forever. Really? I mean, I'm not impressed. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm going to mean, I'll, I'll look it up, but I believe. <laughs> I mean, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I don't believe he's ever won. So under Academy Awards, he... So he won technically for 12 Years a Slave because I believe he produced it. So he got the Best Picture Oscar for that. But as an actor, he was nominated for the big sh- uh, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Before that, he was nominated for Moneyball and Lost, nominated for Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Lost, and nominated for 12 Monkeys and Lost. Hmm. Moneyball, I can see why. I, lo- I mean, okay. So he's at one, two, three, four I mean, nominations, no wins. So I think he's going to win. Uh, best Supporting Actress, it's going to go to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. And it should go to Laura Dern for Marriage Story because she's fantastic. So anyways. Director, it's going to go to Sam Mendes for 1917. Um, it should go to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. But I think because they're not going to give Sam Mendes the best picture, they're going to throw him the best director. And over the last eight or nine years, I think it's been split. That best director and best picture never really Never coincide yeah usually it's like every other year you know it used to be they matched up to be fair the way it's shot it sounds like it's just totally for that alone it. just for that just for the the one shot business it's it's sam mendes to lose 1917 right. yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. So the way i think that shot i think he'll win it. yeah three takes at most or three cuts at least at most for the entire film that's that's pretty impressive. for a, for a film with that with as much as it has going on I mean to to just jump over. I know we talked about it briefly with uh, TV shows, but with The Witcher, when we, me and you watched it, where right. they went over that one scene, that one take fight scene, right? That lasted on screen. It was like a what? minute, two minutes, maybe. maybe. It was so quick, right? But to do that, I mean, they they talked about how much work went into that one quick scene. Now, granted, it's a huge fight scene, but to stretch that over the how do you, how long do you say the movie was 3 hours just under 2 hours just under 2 hours 2 hours, two yeah. hours. to stretch that Still. over 2 hours that's outrageous and some of the choreography yeah it's incredible um best animated feature it'll be Klaus i think i watched about 30 seconds of that cuz that was a straight to netflix release right yep uh the animation looked incredible yep. i saw uh santa claus was armed to the teeth what like we had like knives and shit well santa <laughs> santa's hiding out in a town right yep yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it looked that's awesome. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Missing Link was horrific and shouldn't even be on here. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World was really beautifully shot, and it was really, really well done. I'm I'm, I'm impressed that How to Train Your Dragon is still... Toy Story. They're still doing stuff. This is the third one. I mean, they have the TV show, too, but Toy Story 4, kind I lost interest. I think it just got Toy nominated because it's a Pixar movie. That's generally just, hey, a Pixar movie's out. Honestly, I was surprised at how much buzz there was before it came out and how hard it dropped off. Yeah, because it just no was okay. Cared. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen I Lost My Body. So, oh. anyways. Uh, animated short, I'm going to give to Kit Bull because I, I love it so much. And I, I think it's the only one I've seen on there. So, you are uh, moving far too fast. I've lost the list here. Uh, <laughs> it's not I'm, going in, I'm going in a different order, I think. Oh, no. Um, Kitbull uh, <laughs> was a Pixar short. It's about a cat that befriends an abused Pitbull. Um, if you have a chance, it's like seven minutes on Disney+. Plus. It's amazing. Oh, to God, be fair. sounds like I'm going to cry the there, whole way through. Has there been a bad Pixar short? No. Not one. Never. It's not wrong. They've, they've all been all fantastic. They've all been incredible. The paper airplane one? Yep. Beautiful stories. The chessboard? In such a short time. I mean, well, there was the uh, the little dough ball guy. I haven't seen that one. That's pretty good. I know. <laughs> the chessboard one, fun fact, little little movie trivia. So you, you've seen the guy, I think it was the beginning of Ants, I think. 
Maybe. I mean, I was a, I was young. Right. There was an old guy who played chess, I think, against himself. Greg, you, you're you're the one that's going to verify. Or... Yeah, the old man chess. Right. Yep. Old man played chess. Yep. And then he's the same guy who in Toy Story 2 fixed Woody. The old guy who came in and, like, painted yep. his shoe and yep. everything? Really? The guy with all the whole kit and the glasses and everything? Oh, no shit. He had, like, he... just a drawer full of eyeballs because yep. that's what you do? Yep. Well, yeah. Um, where what's next? Adapted screenplay that will go to Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. It's based off of a book called I think it's called Clearing Skies. Um, same premise, but it's um, um, but I think he'll get he'll get that, uh, and he should win for it. I think uh, I'm upset with the two popes as it's not a cage match. <laughs> it totally should be. If you do get a chance to see it, it's on Netflix. It's some of the finest acting with Jonathan Price and, and Anthony Hopkins. They well, play um, if you know the story of 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 Pope Benedict the Sixteenth who stepped down. He's one of the few living popes to retire while still alive and our current pope pope francis takes his place and it's a conversation basically between the two of them in that transition one anthony, pope leaving and anthony hopkins plays one of the popes yes anthony hopkins is jonathan incredible. price you will know as the father of kira knightley in the pirates of the caribbean movies he plays the governor oh of the island kind of a dick in that movie yeah yes. no shit okay <laughs> yeah. i know who you're talking about he's that, so he's yeah fantastic. just all right so superheroes or just big disney movies like that's yep. that's how Ryan will uh, go. Original screenplay. Original <laughs> screenplay. It will go to Parasite. It should oh. go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh that's. Uh, but I think it's gonna go to Parasite. Uh well, I only have one dog in this fight, and it's Knives Out. And God damn, it was that good. And I make, wanted and to see that one. Make so it a sequel, bad. baby. Are they? Is oh, it confirmed? Yeah. They, did, yep. they did confirm it. Because they're the sequel so, isn't. It's following. Um, what I love is that Ryan Johnson, who got so much shit for the Last Jedi, people don't remember or or have seen Looper. That he made with Bruce so Willis, good. and he wrote and directed that with uh, him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it was spectacular. So he signs on for Last Jedi. I'm like, I'm stoked. I love Looper. Looper uh, Last Jedi is my favorite of the of the new three, despite the fact that it's so divisive. And then he comes out with Knives Out, and he wrote it actually out of the frustration with the Last Jedi, and that someone had to get murdered. <laughs> and so he wrote a murder mystery, and it's spectacular. It's just excellent. And I want to see Daniel Craig's character. I want to see that character continue forever. See, um, I, I saw. Remember, I saw the trailers for that, and seeing Daniel Craig play because I've only ever known him as James Bond, a well, very stoic, right. very serious character. And in this show, in, I mean, sorry, in this movie, he came off more as uh, witty, more relaxed. Well, more what's interesting funny. is that the girl who plays the maid in Knives Out is actually the new Bond girl. I heard. So they're actually in that movie together. Oh, well, there we go. Yep. So, um, anyways, uh, where were we? Uh, Knives Out, so the original screenplay. So yeah, so it'll go to Parasite. Yeah. It should be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I say it should go to Knives Out. Cinematography, so cinematography is actually a really tight one this year because all these movies were so um, well done. well shot. It's gonna go to 1917. I think 1917 yeah. will clean up a lot yeah. of the the sound and the visual, and it should win. Um, what about the Lighthouse for that? I have a super soft spot in my heart for Eggers because he's from New Hampshire. The guy who directed it, and he also directed the the witch that came out uh, a few years ago. Uh, if you haven't seen the lighthouse, I implore everyone to go see it. The way that it's shot, black and white, the acting with Willem Dafoe. Is that you the will, one with the with the trailer? They're like talking about like don't kill the seagulls or something like that. Or was am I, that I don't know. It's black and white. It's Willem Dafoe and Robert Two dudes Pattinson. In the lighthouse. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's okay. The one. That's that's the whole movie. I think. Um, yeah. And like they try and kill each other. It's like that. it's just incredible acting, and it's really a shame that neither one of them. It's such a strong acting field this this year that neither one of them got in on those because it's it made me have faith in Robert Pattinson as an actor after Twilight. Um, but seeing him in this and my upcoming number one movie of twenty twenty, um, 
He's going to be in that. Um, what, what is that? Soft tease. I'll tell you later. So <laughs> The Lighthouse was excellent, but I still think it's going to go to 1917. Best I, documentary it, feature we're going to skip because don't watch them. Uh, and I know that's bad of me, but I just don't shame like on you, documentaries. Greg. You're I have to know everything. I have seen the short ones, the short films, um, which I did like, but I'm skipping documentary. Um, so documentary <laughs> short feature, though, I have seen the short ones because the Red River Theater will sometimes show them leading up to. Uh, it will be learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. We'll win that one. Um, it's about girls in Kabul um, who are learning to speak English and and skateboard, and they and they gain this independence out of learning to be able to do it. Yeah. It's a really cool movie if you wow. get a chance to see it. That does sound pretty sweet. That sounds deep as hell. Uh, best live action short film. Um, well, I've only seen one of them, which is The Neighbor's Window. So I'm going to go with The Neighbor's Window is going yeah, to, that's, to win. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. What a strong contender. That's best, what I'm saying. Best, best foreign, one, really. Uh, best foreign language film will be Parasite. I think it'll be the first picture ever to win best picture and best foreign language film in the same year. Um Perfect. Firing through these so fast, I have a, I have a He's list. He's rehearsed this. I clearly, I have, I have. I've a, talked about this a lot. I have a list of things. I have the whole. God, now I'm just trying to kill time to try to <laughs> find that fucking thing you're going for. I film, cannot find it. Film editing, <laughs> his own list. Film he made it. Yeah, so yeah, I found it. <laughs> my problem with film editing is I would love to say 1917 deserved to be nominated in this category, but they didn't have to edit it. I was going to say, it was all one <laughs> had, take. Yeah, there was just no Sam Mendes waiting yeah. with some guy with Final Cut. That's cinematography. So I think it'll go to Parasite. <laughs> um, it'll go to Parasite, and it should go to Parasite. So I think Parasite will take film editing. Sound editing will go to 1917. Spectacular. Sound mixing will go to 1917. Uh, production design will go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, because and it should because of the world that the, he recreated in that movie. Which I feel like, wasn't it mostly on a soundstage anyway? Yeah. Seems like a, a cheap, cheap cop-out. No, it was well done. Okay, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, Tyler, shut up. Here's So the tricky one for me, and I know this is a weird category to have a trickiness in, is original score. Um, 1922. Well, here's the thing. is that close. John, John Williams <laughs> is nominated for Rise of Skywalker, mm, and sure it's going to be, I think, probably one of his last opportunities to win one. And I don't think he's won an Oscar for sound, uh, for score, since the original trilogy. He's also in this one. What? What? He had a cameo in Rise of Skywalker. Really? Yeah. Just make that up. No. I don't know. There were so many. Ed Sheeran was in it, too. Well, You're yeah. A liar. But... No. Yeah. yeah, Ed Sheeran was. I didn't know that. So, heavily original score, I would love for it to be John Williams. This is sort of like his final Star Wars one, and we can bookend it. It's going to go to Joker because Hildur Gudnatotir was spectacular. By the way, Icelandic. You don't say. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. <laughs> we need to put a hard pause on the nominees for original score. Uh, I see a lot of names there. Uh, the last word of Hilder's name, I don't think is a oh, real word. You're not, it's not going to Randy Newman. It's Why not going to Randy Newman. It's not going to Randy Newman. It was really good. It was really good. What do you mean? They're, 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 they're crying and Scarlett Johansson's on the bed and you just hear, she's going down to the deep, deep, deep depression. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. What? Wait, is Thomas Newman Randy's brother? I actually don't know if they're related. Find oh. that out. Google that real so, quick. So anyways, I would love it to go to Rise of Skywalker for John Williams. It's going to go to Joker probably. Original song, it's going to be the song from um, Harriet, Stand Up. Cousin of Randy Newman. There you go. <laughs> makeup and hair. Here's the real one. So makeup and hair, you've got, uh, oh wait, did I not do actress? <gasps> <gasps> Best actress. Oh God. 
You sexist fuck. Get out. Oh, my God. I skipped Best Actress. Holy crap. I went right to Best Actor. Best Actress, Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. She's going to nail it. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's a really strong field this year with everyone that's in it. And Scarlett Johansson is a great runner-up. But Renee Zellweger is Judy Garland in this movie, and she's fantastic. So all the plastic surgery that she's done over the years has really helped her become more like Judy Garland, which has really helped. So. Uh, original song will be the one from Harriet. Makeup and hair will go to Bombshell, I predict. The one about the, the Fox News scandal. And, I and feel like that's, that's not getting nearly enough attention as it should. Well, it's, it's got a bunch I've of nominations. I mean, um, Charlize Theron is, is nominated for Best Actress for it, but it'll get makeup and hair. It'll get makeup and hair. Because they look fantastic. Yeah. yeah well, fierce so, as hell. So the they whole look, thing is they look the, just like them. The, the Bombshell's about three. Megan Kelly and, uh, God, I can't remember. The, the lead reporter there. I don't watch Fox News. Thanks for interrupting for that. So it's about three, <laughs> it's about three female Fox anchors, pretty high profile, where they're just getting like pressured to sweep a bunch of, like Me Too shit under the rug, yeah. and they didn't. Oh, good for them. Uh, yeah. And that's about it's a uh, their uh, story of how they were told you can't do this, but then they did it anyway. Right, Charlize Theron, uh, and uh, who else pl- is uh, Scarlett Johansson in that too? No, it's Charlize Theron, um, uh, Margot Robbie, and. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Right. So if you if you don't recognize those people immediately, you should at least recognize the names. I do, yeah. Um, really big They are names, yes. Yeah. Yes, they're <laughs> definitely they are first I, and last names. I want you to get I want to be mad at that, but that's Ryan's like, oh, yep, sure are. I recognize names. <laughs> Nicole <laughs> See, and I Kidman. would, but I do actually recognize the names. Right. Maybe you don't recognize them, but you understand they're very, very big, very prominent actresses. Um, so I think that that's why I said that movie should get more. So that'll get makeup and design. Um, I want to go back to documentary just because I feel like if I nail a perfect bracket, I, I need to include documentary. So out of all those, I'm going to go with the We edge, haven't recorded. We'll know if you're the wrong. The Edge of Democracy. That yep. sounds like a good one. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anyways, Have you ever on. seen it? I'm going to say nope, The Cave. None of them. Okay, great. Because I can't pronounce half those names. I was going to say The Cave, but. Um, I'm going to say The Cave. Yep. Anyway. Okay. We'll How see are you who's gonna right. feel if I'll I got laugh your, if both of you are wrong. If I if I got your only blemish right, costume design, <laughs> costume design, uh, Little Women, because uh, it was it was spectacularly done. Visual effects. So you have Avengers: Endgame, Irishman, oh. The Lion King, nineteen seventeen, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And I'll tell you what, the special effects in these Marvel movies do not get enough credit because they are spectacular. They are, they oh, are spectacular. My God. Yeah. And amazing. Hate, love or hate the story, there's a lot of plot holes. All they that. look amazing. Sure. They look but it's incredible. a comic book. Right. Rise of Skywalker, amazing effects. Despite the fact that it was a garbage the piece of shit were movie it now, was shot that deserves to burn in, burn in hell, we're the gonna, story was trash. My, Everything else was great. Everything about it was trash. It was like a well, beautiful sesame bun filled with dog shit in the shape of Kylo Ren. <laughs> and so his, anyway, and his haunting dog. The Irishman <laughs> is very unimpressive. The Irishman's de aging was so poor it shouldn't even be on this list. The Lion King. All right. Yeah, well, whatever. John you Favreau. took a, a 2D animated movie and made it into this right. weird CGI and thing. I'll trust, I'll trust John Favreau with anything anyways. It's true. But it's going to go to 1917. I know it's going to go to 1917 because the Academy will not honor how spectacular Endgame was in Star Wars. They the visual should. effects, however, in 1917 were pretty much practical. A lot of the dead bodies and a lot of the stuff that you were see real dead people. Is practical. They murdered whole villages. <laughs> <laughs> There was a small and that's, town, and that's commitment. There was a small town in California. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> Not anymore. They started the forest fires in California to cover it up. Right. Extra. Yeah. Actually, they shot it in Australia. Oh, oh gross. Wow. 
Christmas. So anyways, visual effects <laughs> visual effects should go to Endgame. They should go to Endgame. It's I, going to go to 1917, and I, it's the only... That and Best Actor are the only ones I am kind of like, ugh, about, because I know what's going to happen, and I know what should happen. I'm upset that Rise of Skywalker's on here for one reason and one reason only. Leia's dog shit CGI face in the flashback. Do you know who that actually was playing the actor the actress who playing her? No. Jesus. It was her daughter. Ooh, was it? Wrong. Yeah. It was her daughter. Well, uh, she looks nothing like her. It looked like <laughs> her face was 3 inches off of her face. And that's weird. I don't remember seeing it like that. Oh, I saw it. I, I think in the theater, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> However, Mark Hamill's character, was young Luke, spot on. was so spot good. On. Was it him playing him? Because I assume that, that man has range. I don't think it was. Oh. I, I, I have to he's research. Little, I know it was Billy Lord a playing him. So anyways, that's him. Greg's Oscar ballot 2020. That's Feel free right. to comment on how, all the ones that he's wrong about. That's right, especially if it's the cave. Yeah, that's the only one I'm putting my stamp on. The Cave was a wonderful movie. What Hold was on, it I about? See, I <laughs> you haven't even seen it. Hold uh, on, I want to see. I want to see what the front runner for best documentary is. American Factory. What? Well, we could both be wrong. I, I hope mean, you both are. Pretty. At the very least, I want you to be wrong. I really want Tyler to be right, so that way you're wrong and he's right. So the <laughs> okay. The Cave is one of the most necessary films of the year. As I don't events, believe you already. As events unfold in the news, it also it is also perhaps the most timely. Who's that by, you might ask? The Daily Beast. I've rarely seen a more inspiring figure in the, in a movie, see, says the Christian Science Monitor. What? what what's the movie okay. about? The so, accor- so according to this, this, uh, this article released yesterday, the front runners are American Factory from Netflix, The Edge of Democracy. Shut up. You, and <laughs> Forsama. Out. Contenders Cave's are the not cave even on so That's the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, contenders. contenders, but they're not the top three. So, so. Oscar nominee Faraz Fayad delivers an unflinching story of the Syrian war with his powerful new documentary, The Cave. For besieged civilians, hope and safety lie underground inside the subterranean hospital known as The Cave, where pediatrician and managing physician Dr. Amani Balor and her colleagues Samir and Dr. Allah have claimed their right to work as equals alongside their male counterparts, doing their jobs in a way that would be unthinkable in the oppressively patriarchal culture yeah, that the- exists above periods, people! Put periods in your sentence. <laughs> the edge of democracy is, is about Brazil, so there you go. I mean, I like his version way better. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is kids being healed in a cave. Fair enough. Yours was way longer right. and much less. That's periods. your Oscars. Uh, watch the Oscars. I will be playing Oscar Bingo. Um, I'll That's be putting a game? it up on Facebook. Yeah, Oscar Bingo. I'm um, shit. Yep. I'm I'm trying to hit on one. Honestly, if you're not game. doing anything the ninth, let's have a fancy as fuck Oscar party. Bring salmon, capers, wear a suit, you know, champagne. I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna do any of that. I'm gonna wear blazer, jacket, assless chaps. So I usually wear a blazer and nothing underneath it. So, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You'll fit right in with Tyler. <laughs> Any questions, comments, concerns? That was beautiful. M- many Thank concerns, <laughs> lots of them. But uh, we'll no uh, questions though. We'll uh, we'll we'll say goodbye to the people and we'll stay tuned next week for the next episode of Media Month. Thanks for coming down, Greg. Thank you, everybody, and well, kind of thank you, Greg, for surviving through the Oscar nominations and what is hoped to be your garbage. <laughs>
picks because <laughs> the cave is clearly going to win. If people want to find out more about us, they can go to whowantsbananas.com, see all of our social media, subscribe to us on YouTube. It will be basically like a big warm hug from a stranger, which is only slightly moist and the right kind of arousing. And speaking of which, if you want to give us a call and leave a voicemail, you can call us at 978-272-9713 and Greg from Nostalgiapedia Podcast, you can even text us at that number, shoot us a message and whatever it might be and Greg from Nostalgiapedia, when can people find and see the first episode of that podcast that I'm certainly not involved in every step of the way? Valentine's Day. Perfect, that's not creepy at all. Thanks everyone for sticking around this long. Have a great day.